Amigos, what do you get when you take Danny Strange and you add amazing person and you make them a guest into your podcast? You get the following episode and let's spice it up. Let's talk about the first time ever. Let's talk about, let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Welcome to easily one of my favorite episodes of all time. Let's begin. Welcome to a very special episode of A Strange Perspective, a very, very special episode because this is a first. This is a first of me recording through the internet because fuck this pandemic we're having. This is a first of me not only branching out of video games and movies and music, oh, we're going to talk about the most natural and beautiful and mm, badly needed topic there is. Amigos, let's talk about sex. Just like the song said, before we go into it, please let me introduce you a very, very special guest. Miles, please introduce yourself. Oh, Jay. Um, well, I'm Miles. I'm an artist and I'm very sex positive, <laughs> <laughs> which is probably the best way of putting it. And this is the best type of guest we can have because me... I'm as goddamn vanilla as you can come. We're, so you probably read the description when you downloaded the episode. Well, it's not just normal sex we're going to talk about. This topic is good old vanilla sex. They all missionary every single day. I love you, baby. Stroke the chin. Versus kinks. Versus when you want to go out of that, let's call it everyday sex life. When you want to add a little spice to it and different different levels to it. We're going to talk about the levels. We're going to talk about which is better. Is there such a thing called is, there, is it better? What is okay? What is not okay? And why is it not okay if one would think so? And let's start the right way. Let's start with me talking about something that has been on my mind ever since I joined the furry community. Which, if you know, if you listen to my December episode, I joined recently. And let's just say it in the furry community and the adult section, not all of it, let's, let's clarif clarify here, and the adult section and the not safe for work section, I've been introduced to a lot of kinks and a lot of new uh, ways and views to, to view sex. And I have a very, very close friend to me that I've made through the furry community. And he told me something that pissed me the fuck off. And that's what's inspired this episode. I want to talk about degradation. That's the first one I want to come to. What is degradation? It's basically, from my point of view, it's basically when you get sexual satisfaction of having your partner... <laughs> I can already feel my blood boiling. When when you let your partner degrade you, call you a 
Call you names, bad names, as in cum dumpster, bitch, slut. Basically degrading someone and someone getting sexual satisfaction from this. And when he told me that he gets that when he's with his boyfriend, (laughs) my view in this was I wanted to stop the car, grab him by the collar, and just scream, do you have no fucking self-respect? Do you have no sense of, of, don't, don't you have a spine? Why would you let someone you love treat you this way? D- don't you love this person? Why would you even consider calling someone a, a, a bad word? I was furious. But that's not, that's basically all I can add to it. I wanted to give Miles context where I'm coming from. Oh, that's lovely. So, please, the floor's all yours. <laughs> well, when it comes to that point of, like, kink, uh, I think that mostly comes from, first of all, like, embarrassing someone, and the feeling of being embarrassed can sometimes be very pleasurable for people, and that's why it's evolved into a kink. And, I mean, like I said, I'm very sex positive, and I take part of a lot of the kinks, at least once to try them all and I don't think there's anything wrong with it but there's also levels to this sort of thing like you say it can go all the way to call someone a cum dumpster and be a source of (laughs) nasty to them but it also can be a bit more chill like just doing various sorts of public play can be part of it Um, and I think it can be a really nice way to explore the kinkier side of sex but but why why would you why would you look um i'm gonna i'm gonna put this forefront i am not kink shaming anyone i am a very strong believer in you live once and as long as you're not hurting anyone as long as everything is done with consent and you're not hurting other people do whatever the fuck you want because you live once I am a firm believer in that. And I will never look down on people who wants to do things within a realm of, you know, logic. Meaning you don't, you don't, you don't hurt anyone. So when, I, when I'm asking you, how the fuck can anyone get se- sexual satisfaction from this? I'm not, I'm not saying it in a, how, how stupid are you to get sexual <laughs> satisfaction? I am, I am literally asking, what is it? That gives a person sexual satisfaction because it's so unreal to me. Well, I think the part of that is that a lot of sexual kinks that you're not into yourself or that seems very weird or strange, it's hard to understand them. And I understand that part of not understanding. Uh, But when it comes to, like, getting used like you're nothing that sort of play like it can be very fun and it's uh, more into the role playing sort of thing and but it can also be way more like a lifestyle as well which can be harmful if used too much honestly but I think most times it's a very healthy thing and a lot of people are into kinky stuff. They know about aftercare and how to just cuddle up afterwards and take care. Like, oh, did it do too hard? Was it too harsh? Are you all right? 
or even asking the one who's doing all the things like, uh, are you feeling okay? Did you feel like you had to do too much? Did you go over your limits this time? Because a lot of things with the hard kinks is that we set up a lot of rules, a lot of guidelines to make it safe and enjoyable and all that sort of stuff. Can you can you personally relate to getting sexual satisfaction of, of, of either degrading someone or being degraded yourself? Is this something you personally enjoy? Or is it more of a, no, it's more of a, I can understand why others would find sexual satisfaction in it? I... I I can get into both headspaces. I can get into degrading and being degraded, but it depends on the hardness of it. Uh, because of the country I live in, England, uh, there's a lot of like kingster places you can go to hmm. and like uh, meetups. So you have a lot of more place space to do it because I like public stuff, and hmm. you can't do public stuff in an actual public place because that'd be illegal but you can do it in a public space where it's okay oh um, so like like a closed area that's big enough for you to get the satisfaction of that it's public but it's still yeah. closed off from the general public exactly and everyone who's on this area is of course okay with all these sort yeah. of things so that's it, pretty cool, it makes it it makes it a lot better Sadly, this community, a lot of people are in the 40s and older, which make it makes it for me, who's in their 20s, a bit weird. No, no, I can definitely see that. It's it's never fun to be a huge age gap when it comes to those sort of things. Hey, you're you're basically uh, describing me with the furry communities. I'm like, I'm 30. Am I am I am I good in this community? <laughs> I'm not too old, am I? <laughs> There's a lot of 30 year olds in the yeah. community, uh, even my fiance. So, <laughs> <laughs> so no, I, I, hmm? I think uh, there's most definitely fun stuff to be had. And I, I mean, I don't enjoy all like the whole rainbow when it comes to uh, being told, taught down to, because uh, I do not like being called slut and stuff like that. Or slave is probably my worst, yeah. <laughs> worst thing someone called me and like no, Jeez. no, no, <laughs> so no. It takes me takes me out of it. <laughs> but just fun things I like to do is like slapping someone across the face in front of people. That's really really fun. All right. Well, let's go into it. How how did you realize yourself that this is something you enjoy? Is this something you talked about with your partner beforehand? Is it like how how did you arrive to the to the fact that you like it? This is as much as discussion think... as it is talking about our, our personal <laughs> our own personal stuff. And don't worry, I'm gonna give some of mine as well. It's basically I like the missionary. The end. <laughs> <laughs> well, when it comes to yes, this part, uh, it was very much like for funsies because um, you get into discussion with your partner and get slightly irritated to so slap them. And the reaction you get is that they blush and kind of enjoys it. And that, for me, makes me enjoy it. If I see my partner enjoy something, I instantly will enjoy it most of the time. But, like, since I joined the furry community, I also, that's when I started, like, my kinky (laughs) sort of adventure. Before that, I didn't have too much... um, I didn't understand much of it. I must have like, uh, I guess people do that. All right. 
when when it comes to my person my personal journey after joining the furry community is that a dream of mine has always been to have a threesome it's always been a dream of mine and before joining the furry community when i was 29 30 i was like that's it it's never gonna happen this is something that only happens in movies or really good looking people this just doesn't happen in real life after joining the furry community i think i've had six invites <laughs> and it just my point in bringing that up is that it's so wonderful being part of a community that not only not only embraces kinks it they, they a, a lot of the people a lot of the furries wants you to to explore with them it's oh, yeah. it, it, it's not the sense of hey you're a furry now so drop your pants it's more of a sensation of Hey, you're a furry. Just so you know, we're all into different kind of stuff. You ever feel like joining? Here we are. Don't feel like joining? No fucking problem. Just be a nice person. But getting off topic here. So, and the, and the degradation thing, I can absolutely, I agree with you. I can absolutely understand why someone would get sexual satisfaction. It's just for me, it's if you love someone, you take care of them. You treat them well. You... Yeah. You, that's, that's the only thing I associate with loving someone. I don't understand anything that goes beyond that. And degradation is one thing. Another thing is this little thing we call open relationship. Yeah. And to give some context to this, my first relationship, I was, it was not an open relationship at first. The first year it was closed. The second year it was open and the only reason why I agreed to have it open was because we agreed that we were going... The only time you could do it with someone is if you do it with someone of the same gender. And around this time, I know a lot of you... I, don't, I know a lot of you amigos listening to this, you're like, wait, wait, what the fuck? Your first relationship was when you were 18. You're, you came out last year, you lying bastard. No, hear me out. I've had suspicion about my sexuality since I was a teenager. I accepted my sexuality last year it took me 31 plus years to accept myself that being said my first relationship we agreed to that then she broke every goddamn rule we had so mm. but uh, the reason why i agreed to it was because i feel like i at, around that time i could separate sex and feelings so when someone would ask me wait don't you love this person yeah of course i love this person then why the fuck would you fuck someone else? Obviously, you don't love this person. I go, but there's a humongous difference. There's a humongous difference. One is a bodily need, a human need, and it's fun to do it with several people. The other one is you're expressing your love to someone. There's a big difference between fucking someone and making love to someone. It's day and night. I could separate those two when I was way younger. Now I cannot. <laughs> what I, changed? I think being pummeled into my head from everyone around me that being in an open relationship was the reason why I allowed myself to be cheated on. Which, of course, it's not true. But being pummeled with that, it left a after, sour aftertaste in my mouth. And a, a part of me feels like if 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 everyone was more open... If everyone was much more open about the fact that you're human, we like sex, 
we like the idea of having sex with different people because variety is the spice of life. If we <laughs> just didn't have such a chokehold on that as as people, I would think that most relationships would be open relationships. I would like to think so. But even with all this logical things in front of me, I could never be in an open relationship, but at least I'm grounded enough to know that that's based on my own insecurities. I could never be in an open relationship because I would immediately question, well, of course you're you're having sex with someone else. I'm not enough. Though that type of level of insecurity. That is that that doesn't give me the right to tell anyone else, no, you should not be in an open relationship. In fact, you have never the right to say that to anyone else. Ever. But the difference between me and the rest of, you know, the idiots <laughs> is that at least I know I'm in the wrong, quote unquote, in the wrong. Where is your stance in this? Uh, well, I've I've been in polyamorous relationships and open relationships. And I think for both those types of relationships, it's in, it is important to know that still there still are rules and guidelines. Like in a monogamous relationship, it's very easy. Like, you're just with the one person. You don't do anything else with anyone else. Um, whilst in the other relationships, it might be whenever you're with someone else, please use a condom. Uh, or in a polyamorous relationship, you're only allowed to have sex with the people you are partnered with mm -hmm. and not someone else outside the polygon. So, um, and I think it can be good for people to experience um an experiment with these sort of different types of relationships and see, uh, could this be for me um, or not? Because I don't think it is for everyone, but I think it can be worth trying. Do you think that most people should at least be open to the idea? N not so much in most people, more people should open up to doing it. Just be more open to why. I think that a lot of people have this, poly relationships automatically bad and oh, doesn't, yeah. and doesn't put any thought into why would someone do this it, it, if you would ask they would go well because they're degenerates it's, okay but <laughs> you know how about you don't paint the world in black and white and actually see that they're human beings uh, well as someone who's been open being in a polyamorous relationship mm -hmm. uh, it was kind of shit uh, having family being like so are you cheating on your partner right now and it's like no, no, they know about each other. <laughs> and it's just like, people don't understand polyamory, especially not older people, uh, I'd say, and overall the general mass. Uh, it's not accepted in the same way. And like, look at Facebook. You can't add multiple partners. You can just have one partner. It's, it's so fucked. It's, <laughs> it's fucked in that sense that it's all, it's all based on morality morality that we've been taught since kids not morality that we ourselves have come to the conclusion with based on our what we know what we've experienced what we feel oh well i i will not lie i mean when i first heard about polyamorous that my, my first thought was well the only reason why someone would do it is because though you know the one boyfriend or girlfriend or partner isn't enough and they want to cheat on them, but they don't have the guts to do it. So they want to they want to start this new thing called poly. Now I'm talking about myself, eighteen plus years back, not today. For me, uh, like why I went into polyamory, it, uh, first time I went into, it wasn't really 
me who brought it up. I think it was my girlfriend at the time. And I went into it because I was like, well, yeah, I have a lot of love to give. I, I would love to give it to more people if I can. Um, which since then has always been my thought about polyamory. Well, I have a lot of love to give. Why not share with more people? Because um, sometimes it's very hard for one person to take all the love from one per from another because it can be very intense. Yes. And absolutely. some people can't handle that intenseness. Exactly. So it can be easier if you spread it. That being said, right now I'm not in a monogamous relationship or open relationship for that matter. So it's more of a um oh what's the word? Uh context matters a lot. Yes. Uh, I think uh, when it comes to different couples, you might need a different solution to make your relationship work. Not to say that it's breaking apart just because you aren't trying this thing, but some couples just need different things. In your view, if you're in a open relationship but with set rules, strict, strict and set rules, and a person mm -hmm. breaks these rules, has that person cheated on, on, its, on their partner? Absolutely. It, it can be a simple rule as if I need to accept this person before you sleep with them. Mm -hmm. Like, I need to see your Tinder profile and see who you, uh, you're going to go out with or whatever. Um, and if you don't show me and suddenly it's like, oh, he's had sex, so I find out through another means, that is cheating. Like, it's emotionally draining if you break rules in that way. Yeah. All right, good. Or good. It's more of a... <laughs> I just want to double-check with people who have way more experience in this than I do and coming from a <clears throat> perspective <laughs> uh, than me. Mine is very, you know, fucking inside this small small ball, inside this little box. Here's me. And I'm just now just experiencing... Oh, wait, the world has color? It, it, I've been watching a TV show from the 50s all my life. What, what is this? Uh, so I'm coming from that perspective. And I want to, before we continue on, I want to say this, that a part of me has also felt that if you, if you love someone, you wouldn't need to have sex with other people. I've, I've felt like that recently, a small part of me, not enough to express it to people, not enough to express it. But I will, there's been a part of me when I hear that someone is in that type of relationship, my, there's some, there's small, some small voice in my head going, yeah, well, that's because your partner's not enough. Otherwise you wouldn't well, have done it. Sometimes you're also in a relationship with an asexual person and that person just doesn't give you the sex that you might not you might not be asexual and might need the sex. And Danny today would, would find would find that not only is that logical, it's healthy. It's yeah. healthy. Because the other person is not regressing something that they personally don't feel like. So instead of yeah. like, no, but you know, relationships, these are the rules that were set God knows how many years ago and I should follow them because they were made by fuckface McFart to four, 500 years ago, so I better follow them. Talk with your partner. Talk with them. And I want to bring this up because the one thing that made me feel differently is, again, that very same friend uh, to me. He's in a relationship with, uh, with his boyfriend and in all my life, I have never, I have never seen a person so madly in love with their partner that he is. It is, they are the first couple, for me personally, they are the first couple in years 
that has made me feel, huh, kind of miss being in a relationship. First time I feel that in years, and it's because of them. I bring them up because he's he's very open with being being intimate with other people. And that made me realize, oh, you being open to have sex with other people is not because you don't love the other person. You're just built in a different way and you're together with someone that not only respects that, they they accept it, they respect you and they still love you from it because it's two very different things. He made me realize that with the way he is in his relationship. And to that, amigo, if you're listening to this, you know exactly who you are. Love you. So, degradation, open relationships. Let's let's go in. Let's go into a little more kinky stuff. <laughs> BDSM. Yes. BDSM is not something I, I've I've never fucking tried any of it. I mean, <laughs> and there's so many times I have to ask people, "What does this mean? What does that mean? What is a knot?" <laughs> Wait, you tie up people? Wait, there's latex suits? So BDSM, I have fucking no experience in this motherfucker, nor do I have any preconceived feelings about it. So I'm going to leave the table to you. Do you have any experience of it? If you do, do you like it? Floor's yours. Yeah, I do have experience. Uh, (laughs) But BDSM uh, does stand for bondage. Bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, and sadomasochism. Yeah, uh, I'm, su- <laughs> I'm supposed to live in England. I can't speak the bloody language. But um, yes, I do have uh, experience in it. Uh, in I'm a huge fan of bondage. It's a main kink of mine. I love being tied up. I love tying people up. We hit it's... the good stuff now, amigos. We hit the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's to me, it's sort of a work of art as well. Like you can go into shibari, which is the Japanese art form form of tying people up, and it can look really beautiful in pictures. If you ever look up bondage, you usually get to see shibari pictures of people very well tied up, like stuff that takes hours to tie someone up in, and it's usually not meant for sex. Um, simply mm. art. Uh, discipline is very much when you tell someone uh, you have to wait for sex. It can be cages. Uh, you can see guys wearing for the cocks uh, to not be be allowed to come for a certain amount of time and such things. So that um, you would include that in, into the BDSM category. It is. All right. All right. Good. 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 It, I'm, actually... I'm, lear- I'm learning now. I'm. This is me learning. Uh, then we have the most. Uh, well talked about things which is dominance and submission um, which they go hand in hand you can't have a dom without a sub mm. uh, or for me it's like dominoes and subway uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, dominance of course is this very like disciplining type of person that will do all the work sort of thing and the submissive is the one taking it all so let's so, let's deep dive into that because that is something that is very very prevalent in in our community. Yeah, and, in the fur community, it is very very talked about. Yes, and it has some. Sometimes it's made me uncomfortable 
And sometimes when I do interact with people and or I flirt with people or it's it's flirt it started with flirting, but we're actually talking about meeting up. One of the first things I have to talk about is, hey, just so you know, I'm not into the dominant and, and submission thing because or submissive, not submission, submissive, um, because for me, sex, what I personally enjoy about sex is making the the other person feel good, not in a submissive way, not them telling me what to do. Don't ever tell me what to do in bed because the the first instinct in my head will be who the fuck are you to tell me what to do now let's let's clear things up i'm not saying there shouldn't be communications with your partner or partners tell them what you like tell them what turns you on if it turns you on to being dominant or submissive, and your partner or partners agree to it, again, by all means, you live once. What I'm talking about is if some if, if I'm with someone and they know what I am telling you right now, that I'm into the more sensual, passionate things, and they have this information, and they have the information that I'm not into dom and sub, and they start saying stuff, they start demanding stuff out of me, they start telling me, do this, do that. That's when my instinct kicks in of who the fuck are you to tell me what to do? Get the fuck out of my house. It, it, it goes aggressive. It, it becomes a self-defense thing because it, it, it be, this instinct kicks in of, I'm sorry, you have no respect for me? This is not based on mutual respect? You're looking down on me? How about you go fuck yourself? Literally, go fuck yourself. There's toys to do that with. I'm not your toy. I am not someone you use so you can climax and then you throw me out. You want that? There's stuff you can buy. If you're with me, it's because you want to be specifically with me. What I can give personally. I'm coming from that point of view. So I need to explain why dumb and sub is not for me. There's that part. Is dumb and sub something you personally like, Miles? That is a question. <laughs> Uh, yes. Then please explain why. Uh, if you may. Well, the Dom and Sub also called, like, top and bottom, uh, which is silly, because that doesn't, <laughs> like, that doesn't describe the things that they are. Uh, uh, but, like, I'm, I like it. I think it can be fun, but I'm also what they call a switch, which is I can do both. Mm -hmm. I enjoy both. Um, I mean, that's the best. But, uh, that is literally the best. Yeah, but I also see that uh, the furry fandom, especially like like you said, like the dark side of <laughs> dark side, the the, the adult side, side <laughs> the uru side, the lewd side, uh, can be very s stuck on the thing of like, oh, let's do a test. How much top are you? How much bottom are you? And all that shit, and it gets really boring. Yeah. Because uh, to me, it's not all about those sort of things. To me, it matters like, do you like to give or take? Like, do you like to do the shagging or taking the shag? Like, that that's important. Like, because even if someone has a cock, it doesn't mean they want to use it. Mm. 
even if someone has a hole, it doesn't mean they want something inserted into it. That mm. matters. Of course. Uh, but for me, I think it's a really fun because uh, Dom and Sub very much go into this sort of like role play again, and it's really fun to go into this headspace of like, oh yes, uh, yes, daddy, yes, master, like all of these things, and do whatever you're being taught, or just follow whatever they make you do, or being the one that's like, oh my little pet, I'm gonna do this to you, or doing all the things, like both of the things can be so much fun and pleasurable and I think that's the type of things that makes you not needing another partner if you keep it fresh in the bedroom and do different things and I think it's a lot of things you can discover uh, then like it can go full on out where again this cage is involved <laughs> this bondage involved this so many things you can do with it. Well, then let's talk about cages, because cages is something I was introduced to recently. Yes. And my first thought was, why the fuck would you want to put something on that doesn't make you come? Uh, cage is a chastity belt, uh, which are the main version is for people with a cock to prevent them from masturbating. They can still pee through it and it's fully functional. You can wear it for long periods of time. But it prevents you from having an erection fully. Like it's supposed to yeah. prevent that from happening. Why? Don't you want to feel <laughs> uh, good? Well, a lot of people are able to come even with a cage. So oh, yeah, I've seen they're it. Not... <laughs> well, I've seen it. <laughs> they're, they're, they're not perfect. <laughs> uh, there's still glitches in the matrix god damn it <laughs> and people wearing a cage are usually more sensitive so they're more prone to like a vibrator being put on so there's a lot of fun to be had there but it can be really nice for like uh, if you're sort of long distance like you live in the same country but it's like six hours away or something mm -hmm. then it can be fun to like have a cage on for a week or whatever that long yeah, that's nothing. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I guess it's just that I'm someone who, you know, let's just say I wouldn't last that long. <laughs> I mean, if someone would tell me that like, you need to wear it for a couple of hours, I'd go like that long. Uh, I think <laughs> it's very much a thing. Uh, if you're into that kind of scene, you get used to it. And it's meant to like tame the brattier type of people okay. and it's really good for uh, the monster pets they're really nice to use it on pets pets in terms of that you, you're treating someone like as... subhuman <laughs> and we go back to why would you want that <laughs> but well... I, again i mean if if and it's I don't I just want to I don't I just don't want to say hey if that's your thing go for it which because it's already established if that's your thing please by all means do it I don't I don't want to repeat this every, every every time I'm just I'm, when I say why would you want that it's just me thinking out loud because my brain goes but don't you don't you like me don't you respect me am am I not important to you why would you treat me subhuman that part of my brain kicks in. Absolutely. Uh, and to me, I got, I became someone's master because 
they wanted to be someone's pet. And to me, it's like, well, of course, I'll, I'll take care of you if you want this sort of attention. And it still can involve a lot of, like, cuddling and shit. Like, it doesn't mean, like, they're nothing. It right. just means, like, a lot of sexual things are can be a bit more, All right. like, keeping them from it. Oh, no, I can't get kink here. No, I have no idea <laughs> what it is. <laughs> um, Please, Miles, well, enlighten me. Since you're in the fandom, you might have seen some people wearing very strange, um, sort of like masks of uh, yes! like dogs. <laughs> Finally, I'm going to get an explanation what the fuck this is. <laughs> so, uh, that is a pup hood. Um, I personally have a leather one, because I don't like the feeling of the plasticky kind of thing I like proper leather <laughs> and uh, it's basically you go into this headspace of being a puppy which is really fun and right. I, uh, I, I, this is all new to me and puppies loves being told that they're a good boy or a good girl depending and they usually will have a handler or a master someone that takes care of them and because as a pup you generally not allowed to speak you're not supposed to so your handler or master will say like they don't like this they're allergic to that that's an absolute no that's what they like like they will say all the important shit um hmm. which is nice um uh, usually um there are sometimes pop events so a lot of pops will gather which can be fun um sweet jesus i was invited to to a um, pub group like 20 minutes before we started recording this podcast and I was like I have no idea what this is <laughs> I swear to god I was invited I was like I pup what what is what, what is this uh, even I, I'm a derg I have no idea what this is <laughs> even though I do kind of enjoy pop stuff I don't like being in pop groups because I think a lot of pups are very much like puppies they want all the attention and that's so draining for me to be around a lot of people who <laughs> want the type of tension. Like, I like to give my attention to people I care about, like my close friends, my partner. Absolutely. Uh, other than that, it gets really draining. <laughs> and and from, the, from the description that you gave me, I'm not into basically any of the things that you said except that very specific thing when I'm pleasuring someone orally. Yeah. I, like, for example, face humping or face fucking for me, is ex ex an extreme turnoff. Because, again, you're treating me like a toy. You're not treating me as a person. In my view, in my personal view. So I, don't I don't like that. I don't like someone you... grabbing my head, my head and start thrusting their hips. So you don't want to Facebook someone else either? I've done it once. I did it for the first time ever. Like a week ago. Just for, like, let's... You, just because I was, I mean, in my head, I was like, you know what? You can't be this grouchy bastard. Just try new stuff. You know what I did when when I was quote unquote done? Not climax, by the way, because I didn't. I I ended like I I picked this person up. I hugged them, and I was I felt so ashamed, and I was like, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. And they're like, what? What's going on? Like, I like that. I was like, I'm so sorry. 
Hey, and it's I, not I, for I, everyone. I, I, I didn't mean to do that. Like, I, they're like, no, that's good. I was like, Let, let's just continue doing other stuff. Mm. But I felt so bad. I felt so bad. I felt like, wow, you're a piece of shit for doing that to someone. But they were fine with it. I mean, and I know that they're fine with it because we've talked about it. Would I do it again with the right person? Yes. If I know that person is into it, I would try it again because I won't say it was 100% bad. There was a part of me that liked it. I liked the sensation. I didn't like that I was doing it to someone. But that can also be something that with the right person and enough times you get over that that part trust sex without trust for me is a big no yeah i, I can't just oh you're a person you want to have sex and rip off my pants <laughs> i i have to trust that person i have to respect that person yeah i absolutely get that but, uh, but that, i mean i hmm? I've, I've done tinder hookups I, I i know how bad sex can be so the very first time I had sex with someone on my um on the same well with a guy, um, it was the most traumatic thing I've ever done in my life. It was so traumatic that I was shaking in my bed. It was an online hookup. I have never met this person before, and it was traumatic. And it convinced me of no, I'm straight. I am straight because my entire body is shaking, and that was horrible. I am definitely straight. Amigos, I'm not straight. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, so, like, online hookups like that, I mean, look, we're both in the furry community, flirting, flirting with people that you've never met. At least in my case, it's fun. I think, I think if if you're hooking up with someone and hooking up from the community, you'd be better off. Yes. Uh, (laughs) But hooking up through, like, Tinder, (laughs) that's, that's shit. Or Grindr. Grindr is scary for me. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I flirted with the idea. Like, should I? Uh, fuck it. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't know no. them. I don't know them. I don't. I don't know what the. You know, there's no trust. Well, so you want to talk about some other more yes. extreme kinks? Hit me. Just know that the more extreme uh, we go, the less experience I have. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, what is your experience when it comes to sounding? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> okay, well, what do you think it could be? Sound, you're screaming into someone's ear. <laughs> that is not all it is. Sounding is when you use a piece of metal and put it into the urethral of a penis. <gasps> Generally a penis. Ha ha ha! Ha ha! No! 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 <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that is not. Uh, my so, thing. what this does is because generally the kind of G spot in a guy is well down there, so you can kind of tickle it a bit with a metal stick, <laughs> and uh, it can feel great. Uh, Mm-hmm. People with vaginas can also do this to their ure- urethral, but it's nothing they can gain kind of pleasure from. It's kind of just experience. I guess with the right person, and with the right, I mean someone I trust and someone that has like hundreds of hours of experience, like the equivalent of a pilot that's been flying for 30 years. 
I guess I would go, you know what? You live once. Let's go. But if you <laughs> if you play enough with it and it's properly prepped, you can even stick a finger in there. What the fuck? <laughs> I, 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 this is mind blowing to me. If, for the people who've done it, uh, like fucking kudos, fucking I think it, kudos. I think it's fun. I think it's fun. Oh, that's the thing. I mean, it, like for the for the for the people who've done it, fucking, uh, I applaud you. Don't like, don't don't misunderstand me, please. Kudos. It's just the thought of it. My, I immediately like put my hands in front of my crotch and like, no, no. Okay. <laughs> let, let, let's take a smaller king. Uh, water sports. What do you think? I just learned. I just learned what that word means like three weeks ago. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, water sports is, of course, urine play, uh, mm-hmm. which can either mean that you're peeing on someone, inside of someone, or you're drinking someone's pee. Huh, all, right. Uh, all right. So it's it's a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think personally, I like the feeling of being filled up with pee because it's kind of being the feeling of uh, being filled up with cum. All right. It's great. It's great. Um, peeing on someone, it's embarrassing because peeing just in the same room as someone else is embarrassing. I don't like it. Would you say that it, that even though it's water sports, it's a sub it's a sub uh, genre of degradation? Oh, it can absolutely be used as degradation. Okay. All right. But I think it's more degrading for me to do the peeing than the person being peed on. All right. Because <laughs> that's the feeling I get. Because I get really embarrassed. Like, I've never been able to pee with someone else in the same room. Like that. It's so weird. And to have someone underneath you whilst trying to pee. Ah, it's, it's hard to do. It's very much a performance thing. I would say this. I would not want to try to get to get peed on. It it does it does nothing for me, nor do I think faking enjoying it for someone, as, <laughs> you know, for a partner that you truly care about. I think it would be so fake that I don't think they would enjoy it because it would be you could clearly tell this is not my thing. Yeah. I would I would go as far though as that if I'm with someone, a partner or what have you, and they and they're really into it. I would go mm. okay. It like it doesn't it doesn't harm me in doing it. If you really enjoy this, I will do it. Mm. Because I feel like more people should be open. If it's with someone you really love, it, like it, you know, not a sexual partner, a partner, and they're into something that doesn't d- directly affect you. It just affects them. At the very least, hear them out. You know. Yeah. Communication in relationships is extremely important. I mean, communication, especially when it comes to kinks, is important. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my gosh, uh, so many things can go wrong. Uh, Want to hear another hard kink? Hit me. Fisting. I know what this is. <laughs> so, fisting generally refers to anal, but can also be done to p- pussy, which, no, that 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 makes me squeam. Oh, but putting a finger in in the urethra. <laughs> putting a finger in the urethra, totally fine. Putting your fist into the vagina, no. Uh, to me, I have uh, dysphoria over the body I am in, so I generally can't handle even fingers in my vagina. Okay. So, therefore, having a whole fist in there is not going to make it better. Mm. Uh, I don't even want a fist in my ass, but I've had my fist in a couple of other asses. Ooh. Fisting As... takes mm. training, and 
uh, if you're fisting someone, you should be fisting someone who's had it done before so they can teach you on how to do it. Because oh, you don't I... just punch your hand in. <laughs> Fucking karate punch right into the... Ah, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> but no, absolutely. It... But at the same time, um, the one thing I've thought about when I see that is... Have has that person who's getting fisted been so accustomed to bigger and bigger and bigger things that fisting is the only thing that someone can do to make them enjoy it, or is it just two very different things? It, it's generally different things, but it is more common around people who are like size queens. Size queens. <laughs> uh, but uh, fisting. It takes time to build up for it, and you can very easily lose all that build up you gained from it. Um, I don't enjoy fisting, but I will fist people who likes it, mm. which is how I ended up fisting three different people. Uh, right. uh, what you need is like a small hand, which I have, so it's perfect for it. <laughs> oh, well, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I have very small hands. They're huge. I have the biggest... Like, I can't do a Donald Trump impersonation. <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, it's not my thing. I don't enjoy it, but if my partner's into it, I'm going to do it. I just, I just don't want to watch videos after it. Now, I've seen a couple of videos of it, and I immediately go... Well, I'm, my first reaction is, okay, this isn't my thing. And my other reaction is, man, the stamina of this person has got to be god tier. That's impressive. But it's it's not it's not something. How about this? How about we? Because we've been we've been talking for fifty two minutes. That's nothing <laughs> for a podcast. <laughs> um, what I personally enjoy about sex, I explained this before, but let me elaborate. What I get turned on is is being very intimate with someone, looking into their eyes, kissing them sensually on the lips, and slowly going through the procedure, I get turned on by the fact that I'm making someone feel special. I'm making them, I'm making someone feel good. That is not something I wish to immediately change on how I do things, but it does come with a lot. And I do mean a lot of, um, let's call them not consequences, but I'm very limited because of that. I'm limited and I there's a lot of people I can't have sex with because they're not into that because I'm not together with them. They're more into, hey, you're just, you know, either a friend or something. I just want the actual action of sex. And another bad thing about it is that I limit myself intentionally. I wish that I was more open. I wish that I I had more I would I was turned on by more kinks. I wish that I could be more open because it's just fun. <laughs> it's fun. But sadly, I'm not. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping for two things. One, that this community will help me open up more doors. And so far, it's done exactly that. And the other thing, which is why I wanted to do this podcast, is because I know that even though I sometimes feel like a freak in the community because I am the way I am, I know that, in generally speaking, I am far from the only person that works the way that I do. 
So, and I'm hoping that someone would listen to this. If you're like me, that no, I like missionary. And if you want to get really fucking exotic, I guess we could do doggy style once a year. It's a special, <laughs> it's a special birthday gift. Let's do doggy style. Ooh, we're naughty. If that's if that is something that's called extreme in your world, welcome to my world. But you wish to explore, you wish to open up, you want to hear different perspectives on this. That's why I wanted to do this podcast, because I know I'm not the only one. And I, will on, I can only tell you this, amigos, listening to this. You live once. Don't let other people's morals affect you. Just follow three golden rules. Don't ever hurt anyone. Communication. Talk to your partner, or if you have a sexual partner, talk to them. Be more open. I promise you, people are more open than you might think. I've been in two relationships, and let me tell you, two and a half years of missionary, even though I love missionary, two and a half years of it, it's going to get stale. It's going to get stale. Be more open with yourself. Be more accepting of yourself. That's my closing statements. Miles? Yeah, yeah I think uh, if people are getting interested in kink stuff and want to explore more of it, there's two good like websites for it, for other kinksters, which is in Sweden, it's Darkside, mm -hmm. and in the whole world, it's FetLife. And I think both of their groups are really great. You can sign up for free on both of them and discover more kinky people and also read up more on the subjects of different kinks and more than just the ones we dis discussed together. Communication, amigos. Talk. Communication. Communication. Just like Led Zeppelin said, communication breakdown. Miles, please tell the good people where they can find you. What is it you do? Uh, well, Promotion. They can, find... <laughs> they can find me everywhere from like Twitter to Fur Affinity to like YouTube under the username Mangajog. Manga Yog. It's super easy to spell if you know Swedish. Uh... <laughs> commissions. I guess you're fucked. He takes commissions. And they're the beautiful. Sometimes I do arts good. It's great. <laughs> Follow my Twitter, amigos, because I'm going to keep retweeting what he does, all right? It's great stuff. I'm not just saying this because they're a guest, all right? You're saying this because I drew you something. Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm saying this because you drew something and I loved it. I still sometimes <laughs> look at it when I wake up just to like put me in a good mood in the morning. There. There's a secret for you. Uh. Amigos, Miles, this has been an hour that flew by. I had so much fun with this episode. And amigos, please give me feedback. If you enjoyed this, I want Miles back. I want Miles back. I want them. I, I want him back for like two, three, four, five, ten more episodes. You think we're done talking about sex? We've barely scratched the fucking surface, but we can't give it all at the first episode. We can't give you the whole fucking smorgasbord. I don't do buffet, motherfucker. I'm going to focus on one thing and give you that. But if you enjoyed this, if you want more of this, let me know. Let Miles know. And fucking retweet my episodes. That being said, amigos, you hear you hear the music, you hear the sound. All I can say is, adios. <laughs>